podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Wait, I've got to start it. Oh, bastard. <laughs> Hiya. You all right? Yeah. Been up to? Fuck off. Now, nothing. Uh, had a day off yesterday. Yeah, what did you do? Work. That's well, not a day off, is it? No. Hey. So I tried to have a day off. Right. Well, never mind. Yeah. Anyway. You're not playing tomorrow. Yeah, Watford. Big yeah. game night, isn't it? No. Hey, so it's a mid-table clash, sort of. Oh, fuck. Do you, you know, know what? Our, our last six farms are identical. Really? Lost four, won one, drawn one. <laughs> wow. That is impressive. Proper total. Do you know what I mean? Right, well, bad. Well, at least one of us has got a Premier League winning manager. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking laughing at? Sorry, just, yeah. Uh, sorry. Do you want to just let me and Steve have a chat, please? <laughs> Bit rude, eh? We're trying to talk, and you're just butting in. Just fucking. <laughs> out, out of curiosity, what is he doing there? I have no <laughs> idea myself. <laughs> In case anyone doesn't know, that's John Shin. That John Shin Woo! from America. Let's go. Are we hey. actually keeping up this pretense that he's from America, not from fucking Scotland? <laughs> <laughs> Someone clocked it once when he was doing one of his videos from America. Yeah, his accent and they saw the one four, the one four two bus going past behind him. Got <laughs> <laughs> a minute. He's not in New York. You <laughs> went to St. Greg's, what are you on about? <laughs> yeah, so what are you doing over here anyway? I have no idea. Hey, you picked a good time to come over and watch United. Dude, fantastic. <laughs> Wait, are we live right now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just want to make sure. We take this very seriously, John Minstay. No, I know you do. I know you do. Um, oh, you've already got a, a, a super chat. Ryan Belmont, who's been a member of the Academy for 12 months, says, uh, Thick leg fam in the building. Big up, John Shin. Woo! Are you it. not warm in that cold? Oh, thank you so much. I was waiting for that. Oh, my God. So I think I know what this is. What is this? I think I know what it is. Yeah. I'm all right. I'm all right. Bam! <laughs> no, I know I was wrong. Bam! <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> what it is? It's Dwayne The Rock, John Shin. Yeah! <laughs> in the house! In the house! Raise it up! Chat, you know the vibes. Come on now. Do we have, do we have that <laughs> image anywhere? Right. <laughs> Sam, I sent it to you. I, don't forget, I forgot about that. You don't know how long I was waiting to do this. Do you know what? I wish I'd have kept it about going until you fainted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, man, it was hot as hell in this thing. <laughs> Me. 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 Oh, honestly, yeah. So get involved in the chat and the comments. Say hello to John. You speak to me instead all the time. Everyone's saying up to John Shane. Amazing. Ha ha. That's class as LJ. Ross Murphy with loads of is laughing he emojis. Watch tomorrow? Yeah, of course he is. We're getting our money's worth out of him. He's, he's, on, he's on the channel constantly for the next 48 hours. He wants to come watch a match? Well, so, no. <laughs> you know, God, he's going to come over here and watch a match on telly like he does in fucking at home. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you're doing that to the guy. It's not the match, it's the company. He's got flares and all sorts to go fucking bananas. No, he's going to go bananas <laughs> in this studio with us. <laughs> My favourite, one of my favourite, there's a few of my favourite John Shin videos and one of which we may be watching later on. We may get this up. Don't worry about that. My favourite one was after Paris Saint-Germain. There was two of my favourite videos. One was you smashing up the studio Mm. Um, and one was him having the police come round to nick him because he was making that much noise celebrating. (laughs) 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 Under the free my fucking hoop. (laughs) (laughs) Celebrate. Which game was that? That was the the game against Paris Saint-Germain. It's crazy. You're gonna get Nick. You might as well get Nick for that one, eh? I mean, I mean, to be yeah. fair to the cops, it was like in New York time is like two o'clock, so it was yeah. like midday, just hanging out, and all you just hear is just screaming and banging. So people, I mean, it could have been it. worse. It could have been a lot worse. You, for sure. I mean, you could have been like, black. two in the afternoon. Yeah, it was around I'm that time. Kick fucking rocks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, I was making noise at, in the middle of the afternoon, was I? <laughs> when you said two, I was thinking in the morning, then yeah. like two in the afternoon. Yeah. How much noise do you reckon you have to make around They're there? They're fucking drilling th- outside. Go fuck yourself. How much noise do you reckon you have to make it to in the afternoon around our way to get, well, either of our ways to get the, the old bill around? <laughs> Mate, you can be getting burgled. Yeah. And they'll be like, we'll send an officer around Monday. Well, Monday. Oh, no, no, they'll say, <laughs> we'll, we'll give you a crime reference number yeah. uh, for the insurance. There's no point in sending anyone around. We'll never <laughs> nick him. We'll never find him. I mean, it's true. Yeah, no, it's fair enough, isn't it? Um, Philip Mershon says, Great to see John Shin. You boys keep up, keep us smiling through the rough patches or the tough patches even. Up the paddock from New York City. There you go. Do you know him? No idea. Who? Philip Mershon. Why don't you know no. him? Well, he's Sorry. from New York. You must know him. No. So he told you he's from fucking Gordon. <laughs> how can, he, that is, but how no, can know. you not know him if he's from New York and Sorry. so are you? Sorry, I don't know. 
There's a lot of people in New York, Jay. But there's a lot of people in Eccles, but I know them all. That's true. <laughs> I don't know where Eccles is, but let's go. It's like the New York of Salford. Um, <laughs> Slick Vic says, love you, lads. Love from Montreal. Yes, a lot of love here from John Shin. It's a bit weird everyone being dead happy on this um, podcast. Oh, no, everyone's, usually, everyone's usually had the, the press conference, which has deflated us all even more, so we're all even more angry than normal. And then me and you start talking about the 1991 Winners' Cup final, and people get annoyed because we're not talking about anything that's relevant, even though that is always relevant. And it's just one of those it's ones. It's always relevant. It isn't it? To everything. Even more so now that Brian Robson's doing the documentary. Yeah. Because he's been doing the rounds. We need to get him on this channel. If we've not got him on this channel, on this brew, we've failed. For sure. Like... That is ridiculous for us not to have him. Science. It is. It's science. It's like, you know, there's an equation and everything. Um, Caleb D'Urchula says, this is exactly the energy I needed on a dismal Friday. Sorry you're having a dismal Friday, Caleb. Hopefully. Why are you having a dismal Friday? Yeah, tell us why. What's going wrong? Talk to us. I'm not going to pretend to care, but just tell but us. you can tell us and I'll read it out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Petty says, take him to the Polish bar, Jay. What's that mean? Is that a euphemism? I have no or idea. Or is that actually a Polish bar? A Polish bar? Yeah. Like we're talking. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. So I, I know what it is. I'm sorry. I've just got it. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what is going on. But I'm, I'm here. Oliver Edwards says, honestly, Jay, Eccles is probably the New York of the world. I agree. Um, Ross Murphy says, if you can get Rennie Merlinstein, surely you can get Brian Robson. Do you know where Eccles cakes are made? Go on. Hardwick. It's typical, I know. Taking everything from Eccles. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good point. If we can get Rennie Merlinstein, if you can get Rio Ferdinand, if you can get Jesse Lingard, you can get Brian Robson. Sure, ring him. Even though Brian Robson, no, don't do that. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't, don't do that, please. Don't do that. Message, text message him. Just text him. Oh, you have as well. Look at you messaging each other. Hey. Yeah, it was blowing me off. By the way, this tea is fantastic. Oh, that was Alex. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> fuck's sake. Uh, sugar goes in this thing? You are? Sugar goes in here? Sugar goes in your tea. Oh, I'm asking. Oh yeah, well I have, sh I have, I've got a coffee. How, you've many, how many sugar did you put in there for him? Where is it? He? It's gone. Um, it's delicious. Yeah, I think you have two, don't you? I have two. Yeah. He's probably got put two in there. Delicious. Maybe one or two. Which is different yeah. to you, like, because you could just throw your milk in there's your sugar salted. Exactly. <laughs> there we go. There we yeah. go. There he is. <laughs> That's an actual picture of John Shin. <laughs> when when was that taken, John? Do Where was it taken? The Rock. Do you know this actually started because of Steve? Most things do tend <laughs> to start true, with we were, on, we were on one sort of like, we were on like a preview show or something, and I was on, I was wearing a turtle. I think I was wearing this exact same one, and it was just like you look like I think he said something like you look like a fake bootleg Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> and, and then he tweeted, "Don't sound like me." Though. No, that was I true. refuse to believe that Stephen Housen possibly said, say somebody, something like that. And if he said if somebody Slanderous. can if somebody can edit a picture of John's face on Dwayne the Rock Johnson. That'd be great, and then in like half <laughs> a second, in a half second, it happened, and that that was just going all over. Yeah, the place. <laughs> yeah. Point one second later, we had that. Yeah. I think he's wearing a Rolex on there, but I obviously don't have. It. I just had the chain and the. Yeah. Oh, never mind. Yeah. Um, sorry. <laughs> I was about to do something and I forgot that's what it was. Um, Did someone just fucking control or delete Jaden. What? <laughs> he froze for a second. Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, Red Rum says Jesse showing that Oli is the weakest manager ever. Even someone who's United through and through, who Oli begged to stay, is disrespecting him. What's all that about? Has he refused to sign a new deal? Would he's you not... sign a new deal if you just something on though? I don't know. I didn't go in the summer. I have got some some con yeah. Sorry, producer Cam has mentioned this. Yeah. Um, so we've had a press conference down with today with Oli, and he's spoken about this. And he's because Sky reporting that Jesse Lingard is expected to leave after contract talks have collapsed. Um, and Ollie said, Jesse's training hard. He's ready for me. Disappointed he's not playing more. Regarding contract talks, I've not been in them very closely. Jesse is still a big part of this squad. He's important. He gives quality and energy to the group every day. I mean, it's a bit of a shame because I do like Jesse Lingard, but I'm not surprised if it's not really happening for him in terms of signing a new deal because he's not likely to start many games, is he? Also, it? stop listening to the precise words that come out of his mouth at a press conference he isn't gonna say actually I don't fucking rate him, no. him. he never says that anyway does he about anyone no. he's, even he's like he's, the opposite of Jose even as he's volleying you out the door he's like I wish you would stay and you're like you're literally throwing me out he's <sighs> like yeah but you know do you remember, do you remember the Alexis Sanchez one where Alexis Sanchez People literally lost their shit yeah there, didn't they? he was like Alexis Sanchez is still our player and we, you know, we'd like to see him back one day yeah. and he's, he's like, on the phone going is he fucking gone now? <laughs> fuck him off <laughs> you fuck <laughs> <laughs> that, happened, that, happened. that was that was exactly word for word. 
<laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, so he's mentioned that. I mean, and his fucking dogs. You are. Oh right, yeah. I forgot what were his dogs called. Can you remember? Great Atom. chap. Atom. Atom, that was it. Hey, thanks for that, John. You got one job. Atom, right. Atom and honestly, help really me out when I'm struggling. That's what another man's fucking dogs called, Jay. Hey. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I would love to help, but I don't even have internet connection. Cam tried to sort me out, but it's not working. You've not got internet connection? Have we paid the bills? No, I think it's just he tried to link Probably me. Probably not. not <laughs> <laughs> We're just an hot spot. <laughs> We're tapped into the local Nando's. Um, <laughs> allegedly. No, but the, the whole conversation about Jesse Linger going back to that thing was, yeah. I think he was upset that he wasn't getting, now he's not going to be getting paid more than his previous contract. And he's like, he thinks he's like, oh, I'm at 28. I'm at this age now where I feel like I need to get paid a certain number. Yeah. But I just feel like you have to have proven something for me to kind of say, all right, yeah, you're going to get more now at that stage in your career. And I'm not saying Jesse hasn't proven anything, but his career is sort of, sort of dwindled down at Manchester United. And... Given the current circumstances with respect to the board and with respect to the, the contract and whatnot, like I, I, I'm not too mad at that, but I feel like Steve might say something in between. No, Don't worry about I, what he's going to say. I understand. No, you look nervous. Don't worry. Just a little bit. Don't worry. <laughs> I think mean, you've hey. gone a lot harder than him. Yeah. If Je like, I, know, I know Jesse. I know his family. And I don't think you deserve more money than you're on currently. Wow. I think that would be fine to say. I'd say that to his face. No, no. You can't. We all like Jesse Lingard here For on, sure. the, on the channel, but you've got to be realistic. Yeah. You know, if Jesse Lingard's if going you want in. to stay at the club, mate, yeah. you're going to have to adjust your contracts accordingly. I do think you should have played more, but the fact is you haven't. Exactly. For whatever reason that is. Exactly. I mean, when he was renegotiating his contracts in 2018 or whatever, you know, he's going, oh, well, I scored in the cup final last season, mm -hmm. two cup finals. Do you know what I mean? I'm an England regular. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? I've scored important goals. Uh, the Emirates is my dance floor. Now, three years later, he's going... But I got load at West Ham. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's not the same, is it? Right. And it's like, you know, four years ago, wherever it was, he signed his last deal. He was in a vital part of the Manchester United team. Exactly. He was a vital part of the England team. One sure. of the first names now he's in a big game. Yeah, of course yeah. he was. Yeah, he, yeah. You know what I mean? He's, he's, his numbers held up. Mm -hmm. And big games as well. And now you look here and you go, okay, he scored a couple of goals this season. And like you said, Steve, he had a great spell at, uh, alone at West Ham. But he's probably, what, fourth or fifth in the pecking order for his preferred position? But from, but from a managerial perspective, isn't it more... Um, doesn't it give Ollie a bit more of a a strengthening position in front of the fans if he comes out and just goes, hey, you know what? Jesse has been great for us, but we are, our standards are X, Y, and Z, and we need to have X, Y, and Z. And he kind of sort of like implies a bit. Is that a bad idea? I just wonder with Jesse, because I think he is a popular figure in the dressing room as well. If you start going off, I've wow. just read the quote behind Cam. What's that? What's that? About big ships and small ships. He wrote that. Ethan, it's just poppycock masquerading oh. as insightful, profound spirituality. Nonsense. Um, sorry, then we're just reading the notice board that someone's graffitied on, which is all I can describe that <laughs> saying as. It's not even a saying. Um, no, I, I think if, if Ollie says something like that's negative towards Jesse, then you might get Jesse upset. Marcus might be a bit like miffed, it's his mate, and a, a few others might be like, Why is he's he never, coming out? He's never said anything derogatory. That's what I mean. Like, it's right, like right. Jesse's probably not the one to start that with exactly. as well. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. and he basically said, you know what I mean? Oh, you're going to start that with like someone, dude, with like Ashley one of the less Young. popular oh, ones. We, Ashley's like vital part of our team. He's an experience, he's a leader, and he's like, get him out the fucking door. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. I kind of like that because if you're looking at it from a business point of view, that's a commodity. And if you're going to potential buyers, this is rubbish. But, you know, <laughs> you might want to buy it off me. down and going, <laughs> You want one of our players? Yeah. But now they sit down and they go, well, you heard what Ollie said about him. Right? Yeah, he's important. He's right. a great player. He's, you know, we, we still want him. So if he does go in January, which I think he will, to West Ham or maybe to Spain, there's been talk of his agent going over to Spain to try and... Warm, so can watch. Yes, that's a great shout. And also, I don't really like West Ham. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? I don't really like him. This loving that they have with City. Oh, so what about... What we, hello, hello, is that West Ham? Do you want? You fucking bubbles and bananas. You know, I know. <laughs> so that about lunatics. a like some little weird cult that they've got together. Do you know the way like they sing about bezzies? bubbles as well? It's aggressive. Like yeah. I'd rather blow bubbles. Yeah. Like what's that about? Why are you coming out? <laughs> to Why are you bubbles talking about sucking hard? a monkey off? Yeah. <laughs> We're well hard. I'm gonna minute. Just get me bubbles out. <laughs> what? Hey, sort it out. Pretty bubbles. Imagine having your football song talking about pretty bubbles. Imagine having. Elijah Wood is one of your main firm. Um, <laughs> pathetic. Punch him, it's fun inside. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen that film? 
It's terrible. It's a tough one, but you get through. Yeah. <laughs> 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 wasn't, wasn't that tough? <laughs> um, anyway, ho ho ho, gentlemen. The holidays have come early this year as Manscapes have the gift that keeps on trimming. Hey, do you like that pun? Very good. Uh, Santa's beard isn't so appealing when it's coming out of your trousers. And that's why Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-waist grooming, don't encourage it, Stephen, uh, have, have you covered this holiday season, now available in your country. Join the four million men worldwide who trust Manscaped to Fucking keep their hell. trees trimmed. I tell you what, we're smashing it because I tell you what, the last read I did was only two million men. Doubled it. I think it's our reads that have doubled it as well. <laughs> Since we've Mate, got involved with Manscaped, in we a have fortnight. doubled, in a fortnight, we have doubled their customer base, wow. potentially, probably. Possibly. I don't, well, they don't sponsor any other podcast, do they? No, that's it. They don't like sponsoring podcasts, but they like sponsoring ours. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And we always read out what they ask us to. Do you remember the other week when we... Don't forget about it, I'll tell you. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Even though they try to get us cancelled, that's another story. Um, click the link in the description. 20% off and free shipping. Um, jingle balls to the walls, fellas. Listen up. <laughs> do you know what? I ain't going to lie to you. A little bit of my soul dies. Um, it's time to kill two birds with one trimmer and get yourself and your lady a gift. I'm talking about the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. The, the Performance Man Package 4.0? Oh, God, help me out. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Includes the Crop Preserver, the Crop Reviver, anti-chafing ball deodorant, moisturiser and toner. This hygiene bundle will come with a pair of Manscaped anti-chafing boxes that is a perfect wrapping for your presents. So, it's the season to load up on Manscaped prom products. Get yourself, your dad, your brother, your friends, the best gift of all, the Manscaped Performance Package. Yep. And also with that, you get refined cologne, which is offers a light yet masculine pleasing fragrance that will leave your lady on the naughty list this year. <laughs> this is Listen, genuinely one of the worst things that's ever happened. The ball toner may or may not take your spuds and turn them hey, from a walnut to looking that? like Jay's fod. <laughs> Yeah. It may or may not. That's not official. Yes, please. Let's make sure they can all hear me saying these things because it's vital. Sorry. Get 20% off and free shipping by clicking the link in the description. That's 20% off with free shipping by clicking the link in the description. Clean up your nuts and make Santa proud this year. Bam. Listen, you know, you're going to buy a Christmas present for someone. Yeah. Why are you going to leave your house to do that? That's mental. Go on yeah. manscaped.com. Link. In Link's the in the description. description. What's the code? Um, I don't, it's just a link. It's just a link. Just click on a link. You get twenty percent off. Don't have to type Click the link. You get twenty percent off, Done. which is um, it's like it's like a, one in five. A, a, yeah, a fifth. Yeah, so quick math. So there we go. Right. So that's the only bit that we're sending to them. Let's tell you what really <laughs> happened in the week. <laughs> right then. Oh, hang on a minute. No, let me tell you this. Go on. You tell can me play that in a second. I will play that in a second. So during the other week, when me, Macca, and Jay all went, can't read that. Yeah. Do not read it. By the way, do not say it. I'm not going to say it. Good lad. I'm going to say Ben Foster said it and didn't get cancelled. Yeah. How did he? One, did, why did he read that and say it out loud? And two, I mean, I ate grasses and all that anyway. But why did no one go? Well, you can't say that. Everyone just thought it was funny. Now, if we'd have said it, we wouldn't be sat here now. No, I'd have to do an apology video. Yeah. <laughs> Getting good at them though. Can't we just use the old one? Um, anyway, Jay. Yeah. Why am I reading that? <laughs> Says Jay, your video is ready for anyone that's interested. It's right there above my head. You lot can't see it, but. This is a moment, right? When I think of John Shin, I think of this moment. This is one of my favourite ever moments, not just with John Shin, it's my favourite John Shin moment. This is one of my favourite moments ever on the internet. This is, we're doing a preview for a match, and this is what happened. Three, nil. Yeah, so cute. you can see there's me, Steve. There's John. <laughs> there's John. Oh, shit. And what's going on there? I love the fact Steve's not even looked up. He's not noticed. I've lost it. I can't get my words out. Because there you can see. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh no! <laughs> I, I literally couldn't give my score prediction because I was laughing too much. He hadn't noticed because he was looking at his phone. Oh, God. I don't think the presenter noticed either. No. So it was only me and you that clocked it, John. Um, <sighs> what, what? What? Who was that gentleman? That that was my uh, that was my grandpa's. Oh, nice, nice little appearance there, yeah. giving us a little bit of internet history there. Well, that that happened because uh, back when we used to do those preview recordings, I had to wake up like five o'clock in the morning, sometimes like four thirty. So. They don't expect me to be screaming and, and talking on, on the camera. So my light's on, everybody else is sleeping. And I remember I was just screaming about somebody. So he's freaking out because he hears American, <laughs> like, you know, at the house we speak Korean. So he just hears somebody screaming with the light on. So he's freaking out. And mind you, he's like 80. This dude can't even walk properly. 
comes around and my, he has to do a whole lap around the house. He comes around and he just knocks on the door and he just goes, uh, what the hell? And I was like, screaming no. about Morgan Schneiderlin or something. That's probably it. Some it. It, was, voice. it was maybe that. Yeah. I don't know what it was, but it was horrible. <laughs> I just remember I was like, Gramps, you're, you're, you're in your boxers. Everything's hanging and you're on camera. Three. And he's like, that's yeah. fine. Yeah. I was like, no, it's not fine. No, why would we got to replay this? No, we don't have to replay this. Steve's not noticed. He I don't think no the presenter noticed either. And I, uh, I lost it. I oh, lost God. the plot big time. I was laughing about this for months. That was the worst. That was hilarious. Uh-uh. Um, so thank you for that, John. <laughs> You're Finding welcome, I think. Absolute bits of gold on what would have <laughs> otherwise been a forgotten about preview. What's, what's the commenter saying? The commenters, yeah, that's a good point, actually. Um, there's quite a few of him. Um, Jacob Dank says, shit in the house, thick leg fam. Represent. What is that? What's all that about? So, <laughs> am I allowed to ask? <coughs> We're talking about Thick Like Fam? Yeah. So basically, on one I'm of the- I'm 41, I don't know. Well, so what happened was one, on one of the previous shows, this was back when Daily Blind was uh, playing for Manchester United, and <laughs> we were talking about why <laughs> he was such a great player, and I remember saying specifically that I think Daily Blind is great, except the fact that he keeps falling. He's always tripping. Every time he's in a 1v1 situation, tracking back <clears throat> on a counterattack or something, he's always falling. So I forgot who it was. Maybe it was Adam. I forgot who it was. Somebody was like, John, what is your reasoning behind that? I told him it's very simple. It's because the man has some thick ass legs. That's why he just constantly falls because he can't control his balance. And the comments went crazy that day. People were saying that was the most dumbest reasoning ever. That makes zero (laughs) sense. And I just went on with it because, you know, I also happened to, well, back then used to have thick legs as well. So he just ended up being thick like fam. Fair enough. Uh, Danny Shields in the chat says, uh, Jesse put a picture of himself in a West Ham kit on his Instagram a couple of hours ago. Does that cross a line for any of you? S- Stephen Housen, do you care? Are you bothered? Are you angry? Are you annoyed? Are oh, we going to pretend he didn't play for fucking West Ham? For so months. that answers that one then. Him putting that on now, do you think that's got any... Maybe. Mm. I don't think... We're, are we talking some fucking serious, like, M. Night Shyamalan fucking sort of, like, switcheroo here? Not really. He's not happy, clearly. If contract talks are broken down, and clearly Louis's been out there briefing every fucker, um, text me because I haven't had it. Um, <laughs> if uh, if Louis's out here telling briefing every fucker, because that's clearly what's just gone on, um, then yeah, he's obviously not happy. In his no, but does that like does it bother you that he's doing that? He's gone about it that way. A little bit, but like he he does that on socials. That's who he is. He's a pretty outspoken guy. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not, you know, particularly forced to be honest with you, but um, some people maybe. John, do you care about this? Not really. I think I'm kind of in the same boat as Steve. It does bother me just a little bit, but Jesse Lingard, from his perspective, like we were talking, it just only further cements the point that he just doesn't really deserve any better of a contract, and that's with all due respect to Jesse because I love the guy, but... Whether it's cryptic or whatever he's trying to do, he's got to do whatever he can to try and generate all the noise possible because he obviously can't do it on the pitch. Do you think there's any argument that Jesse Lingard should be playing for Manchester United at the minute? When you yeah. look at the form that we're in, you need you need people who you can rely on in the trenches. And no matter what you th- say about Jesse, he's going to get stuck in. He's going to give you his all. He's going to you know be full of beans. Yeah, but all the fans are sort of wanting a little more than that. You know what I mean? Right now, obviously, I think the conversation back then was like when Cristiano Ronaldo was like getting into uh, fights or something like that. A uh, Fred came and stuck in, and they like that that aspect, that battle ready mentality. Somebody that's ready to get you know just go to hell for him. Like fans want a little more than that at this point. They're no, just but c- you know what that is, John? Right, I'm with you on that. But like, I'm not a passion merchant. But mm-hmm. when the scousers come to Old Trafford and kick off with a go, yeah. and no one wants to get involved, yeah, yeah. it's a disgrace. Oh, 100%. It's embarrassing. 100%. The, half the crowd are ready to go on the pitch, and you've got only Fred and Bruno, and you've got the rest of them, like, oh, no, we'll get involved. That diet's quite big. Especially your captain. Yeah. Get over there, man. Something called fucking leadership. Yeah, man. for sure. Do I expect I mean? my captain to be the first in. Yeah. That's what a captain's meant to do. What you're supposed to do is have someone trying to calm your captain down because he wants to rip some fucking throats out. Yeah, of course. That's exactly what a captain's meant. Gary Neville would do that and get levered. Yeah. But well, he'd still do he'd it. He'd do it. Right. Yeah. Keno right. would have been in prison now. Yeah. Robbo would have been like probably in the cell next door. Do you know what I mean? Like, to, to see that, to see, like, eight Liverpool players crowding around Ronaldo and only two of our lot want to get involved I mean, was embarrassing. the most vocal of captains, but you're not going to have to try and find him when a fight breaks out. No, unless he's decided to go and kick seven shades out of some fan that said something to him. I deserved it. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
and ultimately, like the, the passion merchant thing is a mute point. Doesn't necessarily mean you win or lose any extra games. Yeah, it, it has zero impact. It's the same with people like, oh, look at these managers fucking doing aerobics on the sideline. <laughs> it means fuck all. Mm -hmm. No one's thinking. No one goes through one on one and goes, pause. What's Jurgen saying to me? Miss it. Right. Okay. Right. So no, no one's doing that, but like people for some reason put a lot of emphasis in that. Now I put a bit more emphasis in the togetherness of your team and how prepared they are to kick off. If someone kicks off with someone on your team and everyone tosses it off, they either don't like that person or that team hasn't got fight. No, I agree. It was, it, you know, the crowd was raging. You was there. The crowd was raging. Um, it was embarrassing. And it also, if you're a Liverpool player, you must be thinking, we've got these. Look at him. Don't even yeah. want to know. We're kicking off and they don't With even want to Ronaldo. get involved. Yeah. Liberties, mate. <laughs> yeah. Just fucking come and sort liberties. Yeah. Like, they don't even want to know. This is, you know what I mean? We're just going to do what we want on this pitch. And that's kind of what happened as well. I mean, they were winning anyway, but it was just like the final nail in the coffin of that game. You don't just like, that no. Shit. Not on your own fucking ground. Uh, they've, they've tainted us. They're not beating us in the fight. No, that's the bare minimum you expect. You know what I mean? It's like, like you know, was saying, at least, I know you're saying about the City game, but smash someone. Do you know what I mean? At least show a bit of fight. Um, talking of Ronaldo, um, this is a story during the rounds. I think it came from Miguel Delaney. Um, says, Cristiano Ronaldo has been complaining to former United teammates about how things have been going under Solskjaer and naturally comparing them to the good old days. Some sources put it more bluntly. He's just pissed off. You, do you think that's true? Uh, no comment. Right, well, that says all <laughs> I need to know there on that one. <laughs> because I'm pretty sure if it wasn't, you'd be quite happy to dismiss a story by Miguel Delaney. Um <laughs> Do you know what, Jay? Fuck Miguel Delaney. How about that? Oh, I'll just say that. Sure. I agree. Um, um, I do know. I spoke to Laurie before, speaking of actually good journalists. Um, yeah. And I spoke to Laurie before, and he said he asked Ollie a question at a press conference. Um, me and Laurie were just having a conversation, and I said, like, we was, we was talking about the fact that they should have been given eight days off, the players. Yeah, which does seem a bit odd, considering the state we're in. It does, because for me, it's counterintuitive. Now, if he comes out of it, and we beat Watford, and we beat Chelsea, and we beat Villarreal, then I'll shut the fuck up for, I don't know, a minute or two. But yeah. I don't feel like that was what we needed to do. I feel like we had to go in and actually start working out what we were going to do. I think we needed to go in, try a couple of systems, maybe playing against the 23s, try a couple of different formations, try a couple of different uh, patterns, try a couple of different players, actually go to work with some plans and some attempt to try and fix what's going on uh, with the club. I don't think giving the lads eight days off, I don't think anyone was like, do you know what, we're just a bit tired. None of the performances were bad because we just look a bit jaded. They were objectively bad in, in so many areas that they needed to be fixed. So I was disappointed when we you know, given eight days off. And Laurie said the question that he asked Ollie was, uh, from the, the Leicester to the Liverpool game, it was eight of the same players. What's changed? Like, how yeah. are you going to fix this issue on the pitch? Because they haven't sacked him. So guess no. what? His job is to fix where we currently are at. Yeah. Uh, until they do give him the bullet, which it feels both inevitable and unlikely at the same time at the moment, which yeah. is a weird sort of spot to be in, isn't it? And, and he kind of said, oh, well, we've been working on stuff and uh, we've been trialling some things out. The lads have been working hard in training. Fluff answer. Um, because I'd have, a bit more, I'd have a bit more confidence coming into this. Now, a couple of weeks ago, I think it was Juventus, uh, I'd gone on a bit of a skid and Juventus have got apartments at the training ground and they've got a, a name for it. Apparently they've done this regularly. You ain't leaving the, the ground now, training ground for two weeks till we fix this. I like that. I like that. Yeah. It's not like they're not going to be no. able to afford a babysitter or a nanny, No, it? it's not exactly, and, you know. Um, just on that, Steve, because, you, you know, you mentioned about him being asked that. Mitten um, asked him the question, basically, well, you know, what's gone wrong? And I'll just run through quickly what Ollie said, because you've sort of paraphrased it pretty much spot on. Um, but he said, we've been through periods like this before, our away form, we've just gone 30-odd games and lost one. Last season, we turned it around, went on a run of 20-odd games and one defeat. That's the kind of run we need to get back. This week, we've prioritised a few things we have to improve on. Form and performances haven't been good enough. We can do better, should do better. And it's down to performances on the day. Human beings, sometimes you hit the post and it goes out. Sometimes it goes in. That can affect the mood, atmosphere. We've got to focus on getting the start right. John, Steve's give his thoughts on that. I mean, what do you make of it? Do you think this is just the, the sort of... 
someone going through the motions and saying what he's got to say? Or do you feel like there is a real fight there with Oli and he's, he's up for this? Uh, he could be saying all the right things. He could be saying all the wrong things. It doesn't matter for me, at least. I think the fans just kind of want to see the performances done right now. It's like yep. enough enough with the talk, enough with the apology uh, tweets and, and Instagram posts. They don't want none of that shit. They, what they want to see is performance on the pitch. And that's exactly what fans just want. You know, like he all he, all he needs to do, A, he needs to do what he needs to do to protect himself, and B, he needs to do what he needs to do to protect the, his players. And yep. what he says is always going to be strategic, is always going to be PR-oriented, whatever it is. None of the fans care about any of that right now. It's just so, it was just so low to an extent that what we want to see is results, and that's it. Do you see anything with this? Like we, he's, he's alluded to it there, Ollie. You know, there was the 2-0 loss at home to Burnley, where everyone thought, that's it. Maybe he could throw in the 6-1 against Spurs, there was the, the, the time when we had um, Spurs come in to Old Trafford under Jose's first return and City away and everyone thought if he loses them, he's gone. My point is, he's been here before anyway. It's looked like he's on the verge of sack, being sacked and he survived. Do you think there's any chance of that happening this time around? Uh, well, I don't know how people might feel about this, but I just feel like right now Ollie's job is probably secure towards the end of the season. I just don't yeah. see it just turning around. Whether you like it or not, in the, in the comments, you guys can let me know, but it's just I just don't see that happening. However, I'm not saying that that should be acceptable by any stretch of the imagination. I think right the, the, the past few results we were talking about, the, the result against Liverpool in particular, that was horrible. The, the energy, the vibe... Like you said, when, when Liverpool players were crowding up on him, nobody was protecting him, nobody was protecting Ronaldo. It's just every single aspect of the energy in, with respect to what's been going on is completely different from any of the previous you know, f dip in forms that we've experienced. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Um, AK in the Super Chat says, maybe the coaching team needed a reset and not the players thing in reference to the, um, the, the, the time off. I mean... <laughs> It just it, it's a bit hard to stomach at times, you know, when you're thinking maybe they need a little bit of a break and you think, no, I want to see them working harder. I don't want to see them go on the rolls. I want to see them sort of fixing this mess. Because one thing that does annoy me a little bit is when it's like, you see like, and I, I praised all of myself for like, you know, he stays behind after the game and he signs autographs and all that stuff. And But the fans do that. The fans stay behind. There's a lot of fans out there that have shown support and, and got behind this team, going through dark seas. And it's easy to go on social media and see everyone going, oh, the hashtag all the out and think we're all moaning and we're not behind him. But there's been a lot of fans in that stadium, especially, who have got behind him, who have gone sure. an extra mile, who have been like, you know what, we'll rally her. And he's crediting, you know, the TRA especially. People talk about um, how we've held out until the very, very, very last minute. I just think we're very typical of the stadium, in my yeah. opinion. Like, I think what I speak to you guys like on camera, like, I, I, I love how people accuse us of being in the Glazers' pockets. Jesus Christ, one, they're better out with that payment. And two, have you not heard some of the shit we've said about them over the last 15 years? Constantly. We constantly right. slag off those parasites. Every, almost every video we're on, and it's like, oh, you like the Glazers? We get chucked out of things we're invited to by people <laughs> we know because the owners of the club hate us, and they've just sort of sent all is down that we're not not to have anything to do with us so just you know let's get let's get real here we all hate the glazers yeah. we talk about it constantly so but if i had to nonsense. sort of say like do, what does my opinion sort of represent i think it's very typical of the people i stand around in the stretford end and i don't i don't know jay stands in a different part of the stretford end but oh, would you yeah. say it's similar yeah 100 percent. and this is why i think as well you know you gotta give fans some credit because fans can know what's going on we can see what's going on and we think, how's the best way for us to try and influence a way to fix it? Get behind this team. This team's playing horribly. Let's try and give them a bit of a, you know what I mean? A, like, try and get behind them, try and get them going. And it works in Europe. I think that, you know, you look at the, um, the, the Villarreal game and the Atlanta game, you know, the, the crowd were well up for it and it was motivation. The Liverpool game was done. And it, what worries me now with Oli as well is usually with a manager, and it's not always the case, but usually you can see when he loses the home, when he loses the crowd, when the crowd and the, the fans start sort of saying this guy's got to go in the ground, that's when it's 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 over. Yeah. And there's a lot of fans now who are just sort of saying to each other, I can't stomach this anymore. Yeah. Something's got to go. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think our mood sort of... Reflects. Our, yeah, our mood reflects what's going on yeah. in the ground, but it reflects what's going on on the pitch. Yeah. You know, people saying you had to sack him for losing the final. Well, I'm sorry you were wrong. Right, and you might not have had the faith that he could take us to the next level last season, or you might not have had it the the, the moment he was appointed. But he was doing enough to keep himself in the job. You can't deny that he was literally getting the metrics that I'm pretty sure the ownership had put on him. He wasn't winning leagues, he wasn't winning trophies, which we would all want him to be doing. But it's not necessarily a sackable offence doing what he was doing this season, though. 
the expectations have evolved. They've, they've shifted. They've expanded. The, the players that he's been allowed to sign have, have taken it up an even further step. And we're not even reaching what we did last year. We've regressed. So that's why the evidence in front... If you don't change your mind when you're presented with new evidence, yeah. you're a fucking fool. And we've been presented with new evidence. There was a couple of rough performances against rugby teams where you go, do you know what? Benefit of the doubt. We're still picking up some results just about. But the last five or six weeks, that's completely evaporated. And the evidence in front of us right now is, I don't believe he can change it. I'd love to see him change it more than no. anything in the world, especially when Brendan Rodgers is the name sort of being touted around, although I did get told it. That's a load of old rhubarb really? today. Really? Yeah, I might have touched myself to that a little bit. So yeah, I'm not, fucking not. so glad. I can't fucking stomach watching a United team without well, fucking gimp on the side. I, th I think, no, and it's, it's, it's a fair comment <laughs> about what you're saying because I think Ollie's always bought himself out over the season. The other season, the next season. The first season when he was caretaker and he took over and finished six, you go, okay, he's not had a full season. And are you going to sack someone you've just appointed four months ago, whatever it was, permanently? No. Second season, we finished third. Are you going to sack him for that, for finishing third and fourth semifinals? No. It's not sackable offence. No. Can we do better next year? Yeah. Yeah, and he did. He did. He got. To, you finished second in the league. Closest that you finished, you've been to first in terms of points since Sir Alex left. Are you going to sack him then? No. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, you have to put things into context. Then the wheels have come off. And also the expectation has risen because you've just finished second and you've added Varane and you've added Jaden Sancho and some other kid whose name escapes me has joined us as well. I don't think he's that good, but you know, whatever. So everyone now is going, right, we want a title challenge. We want to, you know, kick on. And not only have we not kicked on, we've gone backwards. So for all those reasons, then you go as a fan, Right, this isn't good enough. Go on, I'll let you. There's a few super chats I've not read yet, but I will get to them. If you've got a super chat, even me or Steve will get to them. I heard John Shin doesn't have knees or feet. <laughs> that's from Mark. That's from Mark John Huss. Nah, hold on, knees and feet. What the hell? I got, I got a knee right here. Right, right. there. You see the feet right there. Nice. What the hell is that about? Welcome to the internet. <laughs> I don't know. It does, does it all the time on me. This it's weird, isn't it? I don't know what's going on. Sorry, Brian Marks. Like... We can see you've sent a super chat. I'm going to read it. Oh, it can I find it? Yeah, here it is. Late to the party. They got John live and direct. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah, baby. From <laughs> live and direct from Gordon. <laughs> um, so what's the regular commenters saying? Yes. <laughs> just <laughs> regular wash filth. Let's see what they're saying. Yes. Um, Santa Notch has got a great point here. Hi, says, Notch. ask John about 1991. John. Out of all the amazing performances by United in Rotterdam, which whose was your favourite? <laughs> which player stood out for you? Don't just say Sparky, because that's obvious. Yeah, he's got to go Sparky, innit? Mike Phelan and his 100% pass completion record. 100%, you don't get better than that. It's impossible. Impossible to get better than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you guys have me. Have what? Me. Clayton Blackmore with a clearance. Is that what it is? Let's see, Lee. Paul's kind of filling in at right back. Yes, ledge. Hey. <laughs> Fair enough. You make a good point, John. Before he became a scouser and horrible. Oh, oh. oh I'm stumped. Oh. Did they take to him after him being at United? Kind of ish, I think. I mean, he did his best to make him, didn't he? When he celebrated like he just won the World Cup in front of the cop when he equalised on our way to winning the treble. By the way, um, aren't you guys like aren't you guys like forty something? I am. Fuck up, John. <laughs> so now I'm just saying. What's that got to do with anything? <laughs> no, no, I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> I just wanted to include it in there. 37. Sorry? 37. Oh, uh, oh you look great. Well, I'm only 41. I'm only just 40. <laughs> Cheek. Uh, you're 40-something. Uh, Sorry, guys. I most to, people I think I'm in my 30s. <laughs> hey? Bit of honesty, John. Oh, um, like <laughs> Abby Sheck says, Joe, it's not like before. Joe. Uh, <laughs> Ollie lost the trust of players and fans alike. Even if... Um, we improve for a few weeks. How would it fix that broken trust? Um, yeah, Dale Gibson also says. Pulse therapy is what happened. Uh, Dale Gibson says he's been a member of the uh, first team for twelve months. Thanks to your support. Says Ollie will always be a legend, but evidence shows he's reached his ceiling as manager. Undeniable progress up until this season, but now serious regression. There is, I think, a slight, slight slim bit of hope for Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer. I don't see it right now. No, I hope there is. Yeah, I don't see it. I see it as the Chelsea and Arsenal. Double header. I think. Yeah, there's a reason I play Euro Millions, Jay. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm not. <laughs> like, it's one of those. Hey, like, we're all hopeful, yeah. Jay. Yeah, you know I mean, I play it as well, yeah, bro. I go on right and look at them when apartments when and be from Tower 2. When I said Slim, Slim is doing a lot of heavy lifting. I'll give you that. Right? <laughs> I'm not denying that. 
Does anyone else do this? Because I go and look at like the two, three million pound apartments around town. Am I ever getting them? No, no, I'm not. I do that. That's what you're talking about, yeah. right? Here, I was right googling yachts hey, the other week. We might <laughs> bookmark that shit. Never know. Um, yeah, what we're doing right now, think we're going to be fucking. Yeah. Uh, we're going to go on a free game, absolute <laughs> clean sheet streak. Beat Arsenal, uh, Chelsea, and, and Villarreal. Fuck it, we'll throw them in a mix. And Watford under Claudio Ranieri. No, Jay. Oh, right. Okay. Um, I'd like to argue, but uh, you know, it's really true now. Get Jay's message on my phone. I think he's back on the way. Yeah, way. I think. I think even back in the day, I wouldn't have been that optimistic <laughs> considering the football I've seen this season from Manchester United. Uh, Dave Salter says, "Can we take a moment to appreciate the genius of Kevin Morant, who played for United at the same time as winning All Islands with Dublin?" That was uh, Gaelic football, right? Yep. That's mental. There was some, I, I did see, I think it was a documentary, it might have been a, like a, a YouTube short video where someone was talking about um, how many like centre-halves and stuff came through playing Gaelic football Yeah. Uh, and how fit and hard they were um, because of the you know, the rigours of Gaelic football. Yeah. And was it hurling as well or was it just Gaelic? I don't know. I mean, it's it's rough and tumble. Because hurling's like baseball with a cricket bat on a football yeah. pitch. And it's like literally right. like bit of that. Yeah. Like, what's that? Go on, have a bit of that, that son. Eh? Yeah, they don't mess about with the old Gaelic football. So yeah, Kevin Moran. I still don't think that was a red card offence in 1985. I don't care what anyone says. It's a fair tackle in them days. It, in them days, yes. Yeah. Now, now, Sky Sports have a special on it. <laughs> 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 it's fucking brutal, mate. <laughs> Do you know where, where Vinnie Jones fucking boots Cantona, right? Yeah. That, would he get a yellow at the time? No, I don't think, I don't, he might have got a yellow, yeah. But in the same game, he tried to headbutt Roy Keane's testicles yeah, in front of the ref and didn't even get a telling off. No. Like, he just literally throws himself back when he's on the floor. Roy Keane moves out of the way and the ref sees it and just doesn't do anything. It's crazy. It's insane how blatant it was, yeah. isn't it? But I, do you know what I love about that United team as well? Right, That United team, right? Wimbledon are kicking all over the pitch we're kicking them back we're having it back with him we're not going oh, ref help do you know what I mean you've got like Keane you've got to be fair you've got Mark Hughes you've got Eric Irwin, Irwin. they're not having it do you know what Bruce, Bruce well was game. you know like he had a, a nose like that for a reason he wasn't scared of it <laughs> sticking his in face in things so nowadays you know what I mean everyone would be look, rolling around and crying to the ref but, like if you want to start kicking us we'll have it then do you know what I mean have you seen that do you know what I love about the game against Wimbledon not that game I've seen the one where Mark Hughes scores and he starts like basically punching people as he's running out of the, yes. out of the area. Yes, that's in the 80s, isn't it? Yeah, so I think yeah. it's a plow lane. It's, it's the weirdest out. goal celebration. Yeah, he scores, and then as he's running out, he's like he's like a, fat, a, a, a one yard tapping. Is that so consolation? I've, it might have been because he's he, like he doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't he, celebrate. He's yeah. like annoyed he scored. Yeah. He's, fuck off. Yeah, so he's running off. out, and as he's running out, he just starts like punching defenders and elbowing <laughs> like as he's celebration. <laughs> It's like, yeah, that's there, when football was football. There would be so much more. I mean, the 80s is a proper dark age. The 60s has got this romanticism about it. You know, yeah. the babes, England won a World Cup, kind of. Like, you got all of this, like, fancy shit going yeah. on, and it was like, Europe was new to everyone, and, like, there was a bit of colour TV and drugs. And then the 70s was kind of about as mental as it could have got. You had Cruyff, you had Pele, you had Platini, I think, towards the back end of it. Like, yeah, more 80s, but yeah, you had give you that. all of these sorts of things going on. And then the 80s, maybe, I mean, like, you got to look at the parallels here, right? Liverpool win leagues, national disasters, yeah. COVID, yeah. just saying. Um, and you think, like, the 80s were a real dark age yeah. of, of, uh, of football. You had all the TV blackouts, Weird broadcasting things where they could only broadcast 45 minutes of a game because they thought if they broadcast 90 minutes, no fuckers would want to watch the match. There's a lot of that. You're right. It's that, there's a lot of darkness in the 80s. Like hooliganism and racism were just like rife. Do you know what I mean? To, to a extent that it was like affecting football matches massively. I still think there's yeah. serious cultural racism in football. When you look at the terraces, it's very white. Yeah. In every every single it's, city it, and every it, single it team. It's weird that, isn't it? Because there's like... Yeah, I find that as well, and it's it's strange because obviously on the pitch you've got, you know, loads of black players, and and in foot, you know, in the cities you've got loads of black people who watch football, and and, and non-white people who watch football. Yet on the terraces you don't always get that reflected, and it is strange. And I think it, you know, for us it's always we are privileged. We get that we're privileged to go to the games and to live near Old Trafford and have dads that went, come here, you, you're coming to Old Trafford whether you want or not. Very very lucky, very fortunate. I get that. I imagine he was but, a blue. God, oh imagine having God. sweaty jeans and watching that. Dribble. <laughs> or even now when they're winning things, they're still horrible. Um, 
so yeah, it's like, you know, we are we get we are privileged and, and, and lucky, but that is our reality. We go to the games and we see what's going on, so we are going to talk about that. And it's like, yeah, you see that, and I, I just think it is weird. It's always never been a true reflection of, say, the fan base, no, is what you see. people I grew up with, um, you know, black, lads, black, black lads that I grew up with, yeah. that have never been about going to the game. Yeah. And yeah. literally, like, I've known them... You know, from being 10 years old. Yeah, just not. And Do you think that is though? Because my dad was quite protective of me with that. Like he would, certain games he wouldn't take me to. He didn't like taking me on a weekend because it was rough. He'd take me in the midweek and he, you know, we wouldn't be sat in the Stratford end or whatever. We'd be in like, you know, the L stand or whatever. This would be a good one to talk to McCullough about because obviously his, his dad's Asian. Yeah. He would have experienced, I'm sure. Like yeah. I, would, my I would put yeah. my house on the fact yeah. that he's been racially abused at a game, sadly. Yeah. Yeah. But I would put my house on it. So right. I'd be interested to see what his experience was because obviously he's been going since early 90s at the very, very latest. So yeah. I don't know if he went in the 80s or the 70s. But it'd be yeah. interesting to hear his perspective on how he introduced Adam to come in. Because obviously yeah. they used to get the coach up from the support. Yeah, because that is, that is a weird one as well, yeah. Because like, you know, his his experience is probably different. Because my dad's white, I'm not saying that, you know, obviously I'm not. But like, it would have been interesting to see how that went down. Because the, in the 80s, like you say, it was just rife. And you can't, you know, there was that famous, it might have been the late 70s against West Brom where like Laurie Cunningham, Batson, uh, Cyril Regis, was getting booed every time he touched the ball. And that's Old Trafford. And I always think United is a pretty progressive club and, you know, the fans are quite cosmopolitan and progressive, whatever. I'm getting booed every time he touched the ball because it's like, oh, let's boo the black people. It's like, it's cringe. But, you know, wow. it's, it's, it's interesting. And yeah, it'd be good ones to chat about. I love the, I know it's slightly different, but the same, if that makes any sense. The a podcast you did with, um, was it Howard Gale? Yeah. Fantastic! What a, and, and believe me, I don't say this about many scousers, but what a good guy! Do you know what I mean? If you've not seen that, go and check that out because he's so open and honest. And what he experienced as a player, as a massively talented young lad, and it, you know, he won one or two European cups. Yeah, I, I watched a game the other day. It was going through like the, the period where he. Oh, I say Cluffy signed him as well. I might be wrong on that. I'm not sure, but I remember the, like there was a game where he came on. I think. And he just terrorised the, the, the opposition in Europe. He was fantastically tired. But I saw some of the comments he had to put with in his own changing room, like I think Tommy Smith in particular. Horrible. Uh, Google, because I'm, I'm not saying that. No, seriously, it's unbelievable how you can treat another human being like that, let alone one of your teammates. But yeah, go and check out Steve's video with him because it's a really good topic. Uh, Peter Kelly in the Super Chat says, you see the clip of the Gaelic math where a player elbows a lad in the jaw. Oh, sorry, Gaelic match, I think that should be. Where the player elbows a lad in the jaw and the lad replies with a right hook and the ref makes the shake them shake hands, <laughs> no cards, and just play on. <laughs> Love that. Absolutely love that. Um, Antonio Kim says, John, glad to see you here. Thick Leg Farm represents. <laughs> what the hell is going on? <laughs> um, um, Seamus Nolan says, like, hey, lads, do you think there's anything in the reports that Van der Beek will start on Saturday? Steve, come on, you're the man in the know. I haven't heard. But um, like I said earlier, they've had home almost a full 11, not going on an international break. Like Van, der, uh, Van, der Beek, uh, Van der Beek didn't go. Aaron Rambasaka didn't go. Jesse and Jaden Sancho, I don't think, went. And Marcus didn't go. And Luke Shaw didn't Tony go. Tony Marshall didn't go. Yeah. And Luke Shaw didn't go. And Harry Maguire shouldn't have. Like, they, they, there was enough to do a lot of, like, system work that they didn't do. I don't understand they're getting a break. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's I mean, you, you said it earlier, Steve, you know, the, the proof will be in the results. If we win convincingly against Watford and we win against Villarreal and we go on a run, you can go, okay, look, giving them a bit of time off. Where it's a treat. If we lose tomorrow, up, straight away people could go, why uh, on earth did you give that team yeah. the week off, you absolute bam pot? So, from, from what I heard, I mean, anyone getting a week and a bit off is probably going to be in a better mood, I guess, coming back. But I heard from uh, one of the players that um, training's been really positive and the mood has been really light this week. And, you know, they were kind of positive about what had happened, even though I was still a little confused about how they got the week off. It's, what do you reckon, John? <laughs> I, it's, it's, it's like for me, it's like, I don't want to hear any of that other crap. It's just, I, it's just, I just want to see it on the pitch. And you know, we were talking, <clears throat> you guys were talking about before, like, could Ollie ever potentially turn this around? I think it's going to take a miracle and a half, but a positive start to a potential turnaround for Ollie would potentially be him sort of really starting Jaden Sancho's career at Manchester United and somehow bringing Donny van der Beek into some sort of magical form. That would Anyone. be... Anybody. Like, there's got to be... Like, Menge or... I mean, everyone else is out on loan. That could... I mean, Hannibal I isn't going to... But, like, Hannibal. just as, a, like, an absolute wild card. When you need a bit of positivity, 
When you like, I think United are playing with fear at the mm -hmm. moment. Mm -hmm. Drew doesn't play with fear. Academy players. Yeah, right. They don't give a toss. Right. Animal won't this. play with fear, will right. they? 100%. No. And yeah. sometimes you kind of need that every now and then. A youth player can kind of show older heads the way. Like they've got into this rut of this is how things are right. and this is how things need to be. And then a young player just comes in and goes, fuck you, watch these step overs. <laughs> like, and just fucking tears exactly. it up. Like, you saw it with Yanazai briefly. You saw it with Rashford when he broke onto the scene. You've seen it with Greenwood. Sometimes, I don't know if it's just about that whole experience of being a pro. I think you just kind of get jaded and you just settle into the, this is the way things are done. Mm -hmm. Yo, they're going to have the ball and we're going to have the ball. And a youth player's like, fuck you, give me the ball. I'm going to beat three men and bang it top bins. That's what I did last week in the under-21s. Watch this. Yeah. And I think sometimes you need that. 100%. Too much of Premier League football and mm -hmm. a, too much of a lot of things is people don't ever want to be wrong and want to be a bit safe and... Fuck that sometimes. You've got to smash some stuff up sometimes and see what happens. Maybe now that's the time. This is it. He's, you know, we keep using this expression. A lot of people said in the chat, and I think it's been said in the press conference, the last roll of his dice. Maybe that should be it then. Do you know what? Sack it. I've, it. I've given I've given me experienced players a chance to get us out of this mess, and they've just got me in a worse one. Exactly. And he's given them chance after chance yeah. after chance. So at this point, why not just fucking go all out? That's you know? it. Like if, it, if a weekend, it's like Greenwood on the right, it's McTominay and Fred in midfield. And it's like Lindelof and Maguire, and you're going to be like, oh, I'm expecting a 180-degree turnout from this. Like, right, right. how could you expect anything different if you're not going to change any of the ingredients? It's like baking a cake and fucking it up and putting the same ingredients every single time and going, I don't know what's going on with this. Exactly. Why yeah. is it not turning out different? We're well, not put chocolate chips in. Yeah, well, exactly. but I wanted chocolate chips. Yeah. Put some fucking chocolate chips in it then. Let's see what happens. <laughs> like, yo, maybe, maybe Donny van der Beek's our chocolate chips. Maybe. <laughs> maybe Donny van der Beek is our chocolate chips. That's a great way to end it. Make sure you're checking out John Shin. Where can people find you, John? You're the biggest John Shin on the internet, aren't you? Uh, sort of. There's this other what John... What do you mean, sort of? Because there's, there's this other John Shin guy, killer. right? There's, no, no. There's, no, there's this other John Shin guy, right? He's he, like, he can do if you want. He's like some CEO guy, and he uploads Honestly, the it's most... Been years since I killed someone. Oh, well, so um, I, that's factual as well. I, I understand. I'm a little. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to. <laughs> just go with it, John. Don't worry. All right, cool. Just find me yeah. on uh, Twitter, Mr. John Shin. You guys can come check out my YouTube channel as well. But other than that, yeah. I want about the CEO. What's his CEO doing? I have no idea. He's talking about nonsense. He's saying I can help you make money. No, you cannot help anybody make money. But you know, if you're out here, you're not even the real John Shin. I'm yeah, we'll fuck you up. Like yeah, <laughs> allegedly. No, we won't really. Mr. J whoever the other John Shin is, but he's rubbish. Um, so yeah, check out the real John Shin there. Thanks to Manscaped for sponsoring us and sending us a, a read we could read out. Uh, the link's in the description for your 20% off your balls. Will Listen, thank you you're going to buy choice. a Christmas present. We know you're lazy. Go and buy one online. Don't, pre oh, I'll go do it Christmas Eve. No, you won't. And you don't want to deal with them fucking maniacs on Christmas Eve anyway. It's carnage. There's 76,000 people in every shop. Every shop. Cues, you ain't man. doing that shit. You ain't getting a car parking space. Cues yeah? for the shop. You're going to get mugged. It's cold. You could get COVID. Fuck that shit. Stay in your house, in your underpants, and order online. And let, let someone else shave the balls with something at your bottom. Peace. Wow. Thanks for that, Steve. Don't forget to hit subscribe. Sports Social Podcast Network.